your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And a nice, short, sweet little episode for you guys today. Uh, Not much going on in the world of the Avalanche and really hockey in general right now. We're kind of in like this holding pattern, waiting for arbitration hearings to come. Then you might start seeing more signings, some more of the UFAs that are out there that haven't been signed. But right now, it's a little bit on the slow side. I think that's okay because things were coming fast and furious between the draft and free agency and RFA signings. So we get a little bit of a lull in things. But the Avalanche and the Altitude Network put out a pretty cool, I think it's like a 10-minute video in two different parts, kind of getting like behind the scenes of the Avalanche and their preparations for the draft. So it's up on their YouTube page uh, by the the view count. Not many people have watched it. I don't, I, for some reason, the Avalanche YouTube page doesn't get a lot of hits. <clears throat> so I figured I would play those clips and then talk about them because there's some really interesting things that went on behind the scenes and kind of little nuanced things that uh, I definitely want to talk about. So we're going to talk about that today. And before we get to any of that, Definitely check out the show on social media platforms on Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche. On Instagram, search for Locked on Avalanche and send any questions, comments, concerns, and or opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. Right now, the Matt Nieto poll, even though he's not with the team, he was last year, so he deserves a grade. And the Matt Nieto poll is up on Twitter. Like I said, LOPN underscore Avalanche. Vote on his grade for last year. Comment in the comment section. All of the comments will be read on air on Friday show. And I've been taking some of the comments and putting them into nice, neat little graphics and posting them to uh, Twitter and to Instagram as well. So a uh, nice little keepsake for the people who get their comments pulled. It's kind of neat. So, uh, like I said, the Avalanche had to get down to business for the draft. And they, through, through the Altitude Network, and through their YouTube page, put up a, a cool little video. So it comes in two parts. So we'll play the the first part now and then talk about it. Play the second part, talk about it. So uh, we're going to get to that. But let's get one of our sponsors in for the day quickly. That is Rock Auto and rockauto.com. And chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and the do-it-yourselfers. But rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear just like the airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or an account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. RockAuto.com right now and see the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in the section that says, how did you hear about us? So they know that we sent you there. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. 
The NHL draft was originally scheduled to be in June in Montreal, but like anything with this COVID-19 pandemic, the health and safety of players, coaches and staff has to be the first thing on everyone's mind. So instead of being in June, the 2020 NHL draft was in October. Instead of being in person in Montreal, it was virtual, the first ever virtual National Hockey League draft. The cool part about it though, our Avs 360 team got an inside look about how the draft all goes down. The NHL draft is the culmination of thousands of hours of hard work and dedication. For NHL amateur scouts, it is a passion and it's a way of life. But in these unprecedented times, it's all about being able to adapt on the fly. Yeah, when the pandemic hit, it was, you know, obviously it happened quick. Everything just got shut down right away and we had to come up with ways to, to meet, to, to watch the players because, I mean, obviously they weren't playing games anymore. Everything got canceled. So we, we started doing Zoom calls. We started uh, doing video. We, you know, when you're at the game, I think you get a bit broader look at the game. And it, it really magnified some of the mistakes and it magnified some of the, uh, some of the great plays the kids made too. So it was, it was good both ways. We had 75% of our year done. It was just a little bit of kind of information stuff from, from teams and coaches and things like that that we, we dug into. So it was, we, we found a way to get it done. This year's draft has gone to a virtual format with every team drafting remotely from their home city. There's going to be myself, Joe, uh, Chris McFarland and, and Craig Billington in this room and then we'll have some uh, Brad Smith and uh, our Parnassal Analytic team in the back room. It's not the same as having, you know, the, the fans in the stands in an arena and things like that and, the, you know, two or three hundred kids waiting to get drafted. It's not the same. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. Like, I, I can't really, I don't know what to expect in right now to see what, uh, maybe ask me tomorrow. Ask me tomorrow, I'll tell you tomorrow. I'll give you a, if I liked it or not. This is what they, this is what we work for all year. Uh, through snowstorms, through flights, hotels, and everything to get to this day. This is what it's all about. This is what we worked 10 months for. Yeah, you know, the Stanley Cup of, of scouts. The draft is where a young man's dreams come true and where the foundations of franchises are built. I, I feel stressed about every pick. I mean, yeah, I, I want them all to play, but even picking to the top, when we were picking, you know, Kale McCarr and Bo Byram and guys at the top, it was tough. Like, you, you, because when you're picking that high, you have to make sure you get the right guy. With the first pick in the 2020 NHL Draft, the New York Rangers are proud to select from the Ramuski Oceanic, Alexi Lafreniere. They asked for an NHL comparison. He compared himself to Nico. And it's the waiting game a little bit that's the tough thing, maybe at 25, because you're waiting to see. You've got a lot of guys you like that are going off the board, and you're waiting to see, you're waiting to see who falls to you. As player after player comes off the board and the sun sets, it is finally time for the Abs to make their first selection in the 2020 NHL Entry Draft. Uh, with the 25th pick, the Colorado Avalanche are proud to select from the Halifax Mooseheads, Justin Barrett. Great skater, um, he's a good uh, two-way player, he moves the puck, he defends well, and we just think uh, the, the, the way he moves and the way he thinks, he's going to fit right into our system. So get this, uh, Nate's been texting and calling Joe for the last week, telling him we got to take Justin Barron. Nathan already uh, told me he skated with him, so uh, he's, uh, he's excited to have him. Uh, actually, he's, he's a pick that Nathan was hoping we'd get anyway, so 
um, you know, we're, we're very happy that uh, the deep held was. All right, so a couple things in that segment. In the, in the next one, something pretty interesting happens. But uh, for this one, first of all, if you haven't watched the video, I would recommend going and, and watching it kind of like as it's happening. It's just kind of cool to see them uh, kind of in their war room. And even <clears throat> with that first pick, who we all knew it was going to be, them, it doesn't really show their reaction to it. But what do they play in that video anyway is Alan Heppel, who is their director of scouting, says after the pick was made, he's I don't know who he's talking to. He's talking to whoever was next to him and said what I had mentioned on a previous show when Miko or when when Lafrenia was picked, who does he mold his game after? And it was Miko Rantanen. So they know that stuff. Obviously, they they watch even though he was not going to be anywhere near where the avalanche are picking, they still pay attention to that stuff, clearly. But the other thing that really jumps out in that segment, and how can it not, is with the pick of Justin Barron, again, Alan says that Nathan McKinnon had been calling and texting Joe Sackick for over a week, wanting them to pick him. How much do you think that came into play? And don't tell me none. It might not be a high percentage, but it's a percentage. And this is what franchises do. They will go and ask their star players their input. It is not to say it is 100%. They are not making the pick. Nathan McKinnon is not making the pick. In the end, pick comes down to Joe Sackick and you know the, the scouting directors. And it, it's, a, it's a team selection including your players that are currently on the team, such as Nathan McKinnon. So how much of an impact did that have? We will never know that. But the fact that they included it in that video was a little bit surprising, number one, because people like me are going to read into that and saying, don't tell me that it didn't have some sort of impact on who they took. Maybe they were in agreement. Maybe you know Nathan McKinnon was pushing for Justin Barron, and maybe all along the Avalanche were like, yeah, that's our guy. So they they were cohesive about that. I don't think if it was, if somebody else was there, they were going to go with Justin Barron because Nathan McKinnon said so. But, you know, like Connor Zari was picked right before him. If Connor Zari was there, I think the Avalanche would have been hard-pressed to not take Zari over Barron. But it worked out that way. And I think everybody's happy in the end but I don't think they reached for Baron just because Nathan McKinnon said so. But I can I can almost guarantee you there is some sort of percentage, like I said, probably a low percentage, of where it went through their heads like, okay, you know, he he's our guy, he's high up on our list, and it doesn't hurt that our our all world player likes him as well and played on the same team he did. So it all worked out in the end. But I just found that very, very interesting. So let's get to the second part of this where you'll hear some beeps, like uh, they're beeping out some foul language. But the very first one you hear is not beeping out foul, foul language. All the other ones after the first one are where they're swearing left and right. But the first one is not. So listen to it and I will explain 
what that first one is, which to me was very telling and it put my mind at ease. And I will explain to you what I mean about that. But first we have to hear from Built Bar, not only Built Bar, but Built Go. Built Go is the brand new product from the line of products at Built Bar. And you hear all the time about hitting a wall in the afternoon around noon or one o'clock or two o'clock, no matter what job you have, when the coffee has worn off and you need that little pick me up to get through your day. Or if you're a workout fanatic and you need a little bit of energy before your workout starts, Built Go is for you. So whether it's a mental wall or a physical wall that you need to break through, Built Go is perfect. It's an easy to take 1.5 ounce package, throw it in your briefcase, throw it in your desk, have one right before a workout. It's the best workout gel on the market. It's like a five hour energy drink without the same crash feeling. Plus it's all natural. So it's better for your body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. It comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, chocolate, mint, and you can go to builtgo.com, use the promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 20% off of your next order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED for 20% off of your first order at builtgo.com. After getting a player they feel will be a tremendous defenseman in round one, the team gathers the next morning for rounds two through seven. This is where an organization can unearth hidden gems and where a top-notch scouting department like the Avs have shines. We've got three picks to go here. Is everybody coming? Well, we're taking Foodie first. What's that? The has Foodie first. Yeah, I know. It's Foodie? He's, he's got separation speed. He's got speed. He's got, he's going to check. Maybe Paul's what's the table. Colorado Avalanche, proud to select from the Windsor Spitfires, John Luke Foodie. And one thing that really stuck out is the speed. John Luke Foodie, the brother, definitely has that. These guys are athletes. They were track stars growing up. The one good thing about this is the draft floor and table isn't a great place to have a discussion. The next team is sitting right beside you. You don't want them to hear what's going on. So this might be a little bit more open. Jerome just said, is this soft skill player. A right winger, hard, no hacks and whacks, skating just no has to come. I think we got Ambrosio higher. I think he's got more skill. He's, Ambrosio's going to school. Good kid. Colby, right? Yeah. Is it Colby? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Colby. Okay. Colorado is pleased to select from Tri-Cities of the USHL, Colby Ambrosio. Five foot nine, 170 pounds of offense. He loves to choose top 10 in the USHL this past year in shots. With three picks left and one player they feel is an incredible value at this stage of the draft, Joe Sackick and his staff decide it's worth trying to strike a deal to move up. If he doesn't go in the next yeah, two picks. picks. You guys all want that? Yeah. All your guys? Yeah. yeah. Big elite skater. This kid's a hard worker. 149 and 211 for 139. So there we do consider 149 and 211 and 139. And she has a 239. You'll do this? Okay, I will uh, I'll call you after everything's finished. The Oilers have uh, selected Maxime Perezhkin from Yaroslav in Russia. So we're good? 
Players Ryder, Rolston, October 3101 from Boston, plays at Waterloo in the USHL. Ryder Rolston, great bloodlines. Uh, Dad was a heck of a hockey player. A uh, little bit different style of player. Uh, he's, he's hard to play against. He's nasty as far as his work ethic and tenacity on the puck. The final pick of the day for the Avs is another great skating centerman. Swedish centerman Niels Amon, date of birth 27 2000, Lexam. No draft can be judged just as the dust clears. It will take years before anyone can say whether or not this draft was truly a success. The one thing on that board right now with us is they're all outstanding skaters. They have stockpiled players with immense potential that will fit perfectly with their brand of hockey for years to come. The NHL draft is a way for the Colorado Avalanche to stockpile some youth, even though we won't see some of those young players wearing an Av sweater for years. But let's talk about free agency for a second. Joe Sackick was a busy man this year, trying to make the Colorado Avalanche squad a Stanley Cup contender. First order of business, re-signing both forwards, Andre Burakovsky and Valerie Nishushkin. A guy like Andre Burakovsky hitting career-high 20 goals this year and critical in a lot of the playoff games. He solidified himself in that top six forward spot. Now looking at Valeri Nishushkin, he's a premier two-way forward for this Colorado Avalanche squad. Brings size, brings speed, and also a sharpshooter as well. And then you look at a blue liner like Ryan Graves. He established himself in that top D pairing with Kale McCarr. Great on the penalty kill and led the league in plus minus. Joe Sackick wasn't just focused on free agency. He also was working the phones as well. In the first order of business, a big trade, trading Nikita Zadorov to the Chicago Blackhawks for forward Brandon Saad. He's a guy who had size and depth scoring, and Joe Sackick said he's excited to have Brandon with us and wanted to address a second-line player in free agency. He feels like they've solidified their top six. After trading Big Z, Joe Sackick and company were looking for another strong blue liner, and they found that in New York Islanders' Devin Taves. He has good puck-moving ability, six goals and 28 points last season, and he has a lot of size for the blue line as well. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Altitude Extra. We hope you enjoyed the insight of how it all goes down between the draft and free agency. And as Kyle Keefe would say, we hope to see you all soon around the ring. All right, so not all of the beeps were foul language. I think like one of them was. But the first one, and you can't see it if you're listening to this, go and check it out. <clears throat> because in the very beginning, the Avalanche say, and, and all of the people that are there, and they're kind of starting their day, and they they all say together, all right, we have Foodie. Foodie is the number one player on their list. That's who they wanted to get. And that's obviously who fell to them. But Joe Sackick is sitting right next to Alan Heppel, who is is making, you know, these he's in charge of um, you know, youth players and 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 the prospects. And he's kind of got his board and he says, Yep, he goes, We're going 
foodie first, and then it beeps because he says the names of two other guys who they are not going to put in that video now. It doesn't really matter right now because uh, you're, you're not going to let another player know that you were interested in them. It's just not how it's, it's done. So any other player that was named that is not on the Avalanche right now got the beep. So my FBI training had kicked in and what they don't do is kind of like put anything over his mouth and you can lip read what he is saying. I had fun on Twitter and I said this the day after the draft with when it got to the third round how many, you know, there's only so many picks until Ty Smilanic is there. I was big on Ty Smilanic. Really wanted him. And after every single pick in the third round, after it happened, if you follow me on Twitter, I would say only 13 picks left, only 12 picks left. And it went down and down and down. And it got to one pick left, which was right before them. And wouldn't you know it, the Florida Panthers take Ty Smilanic right before the avalanche. In most cases... I'll never know, and I said it at the time, I will never know if the Avalanche even had interest in Ty Smilanic. And if he was there, would they have even passed him over? I got the answer to that. Because reading his lips, he says, yes, Foodie is number one, and then it beeps. And he says, followed by Smilanic. And the other name he gives, I want to look it up because he, the guy that the other guy that they wanted went late in that round. Uh, he actually was the first player selected in the fourth round in, I believe his, you pronounce his first name, Zaid or Zadie Wisdom. So he says during that prolonged beep, he goes, Foodie, Smilanic, Wisdom. Those are the guys the Colorado Avalanche wanted. And it's not that difficult to see. So <clears throat> if the Florida Panthers didn't take Smilanic and took somebody else, even other than Foodie, the Avalanche were still going to take Jean-Luc Foodie. To my dismay, I like the guy. I think he's going to be a, a, actually a really good player for the Avalanche. But it, that's just something that you never get. I, I, you never really know who is on their draft list because they pick the players they pick and then they always tell you, oh, those are the guys we wanted. And you don't ever really hear we had this guy on our board because then <clears throat> that might make the guy that you did pick feel like you didn't really want me. So, uh, you know, it, it was I'm surprised that they didn't blur out his lips, but go check it out. He says, foodie, Smolanic, wisdom. And I didn't even really do much research on on wisdom, but. First pick in the fourth round seemed like the Avalanche had him a little bit higher rated, but uh, yeah, we were close. Uh, and and I would have liked Smolanic. I'm happy with Foodie, but again, just kind of uh, cool to get some closure on that because the Avalanche would have taken Foodie no matter what uh, if both of them were available. Go watch the video; it's kind of cool to see. I watched it over and over and over again. I couldn't get that second name. Clear as day, he says, he says Smolanic. Uh, but then I look through the names of players, and Wisdom just matches up with how he mouths it. So, yeah, I mean, CSI is kicking in on Locked on Avalanche. So, <clears throat> cool stuff. That is going to be it for today, everybody. Um, definitely go to Twitter and search for LOPN underscore Avalanche. Vote 
on the Matt Nieto vote. We will get to that tomorrow and wrap up another week of Locked On Avalanche Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go!